Hey everyone, Drew Paglieri back with a power spread analysis on all things football. Okay, last game on the dock for Super Wild Card Sunday, Ravens at Cincinnati. The third meeting, they just met a week ago. It's one against one, each team one at home. Uh, but there's a lot more to this game than that. And actually, uh, I want to just stick on, I'm going to do something a little different and stick with the Ravens, just one team off the bat, because honestly, as I said, of all the games I've been looking at, and this is the fifth out of six games, I would say that four of those games, people weren't expecting much. I mean, maybe the Jacksonville Charger game, but really, what it looked like initially was easy win San Fran, easy win by the Chargers, or relatively Easy win by the Bills and an easy win by the Bengals. Seattle and Jacksonville snuck in, and the Dolphins have had a horrible second half of the year and are missing their big starting quarterback, Tua. And then now uh, the Ravens, which offense runs so much on what Lamar Jackson does, he's out, and it's against such a good team like the Bengals, and who's won eight in a row. And the other game, San Fran won a whole lot in a row, and the Chargers had won a lot uh, coming in, and, and the Bills as well. <laughs> so sort of everything by the numbers and by the look of it looked like those were four games that are kind of a joke. Uh, even the, the game tomorrow night looked like kind of a joke because Dallas has had a really good year and the Tampa Bay has not. So there's only one game, and, and even though the Giants struggled the second half of the year, they played a great game with Minnesota recently. So Possibly we had six bad games for the whole weekend of the super wild card weekend, or at least five, and then one game, the, the, the Vikings and uh, the Giants could be a great one. Well, as you guys know, if you listen to my other podcasts, looked at my post, I was surprised by how well Seattle really, well, the job Pete Carroll has done there, the job Peterson, I knew Peterson did a good job, but I was surprised at really how good Jacksonville was had, had improved during the year. And yes, I really wasn't behind Miami. The, the first two games I could see being closer. The Miami game, it could be, but I doubt it. Even though the other two games were close, they could fight, but it's not just Tua. They have a lot of other problems too, and I, and I detailed that in my other podcast and post. So, we, uh, and then of course the Vikings-Giants is a toss-up, and then we come to this game. So it looks like just another bad game, right? And is it similar to the Miami game? because they're missing Lamar Jackson. Not really. <laughs> Not really, because, yeah, no, Lamar Jackson's huge. I think missing Lamar Jackson's maybe even bigger than it is to miss Tua for them. But they're healthy in a lot of other spots that they haven't been to start the year, okay? And, you know, there, there's, and, and there's a lot more to talk about than just Lamar Jackson. So, uh, number one, their defense was, you know, I, I'm looking at the, the game. I looked at the Bengals' Raven game, the last game, compared to the first game, it was a huge difference on both sides. First of all, the energy, just the energy. In a game that Baltimore didn't even need, didn't play all their guys, okay, still fought, looked positive. You know, they were fighting the whole game. They were undermanned. I mean, there was no way they should have won that game. And, and they fought. Uh, and they have a lot of fight about them. The Bengals, on the other hand, just look incredibly positive with great energy. I mean, every defensive interception, they're running down to the end zone doing their deal. Uh, j just tons of positive energy. So they look like 
ready to go, okay? Um, but there's some issues on that side. But first, like I said, I'm going to concentrate on Baltimore. So as you go with Baltimore, uh, in the beginning of the year, they had a horrible loss to Miami in the second game. Huge comeback by Miami in that game. And then, uh, then they were, had a really good game against the Bills, who were a little bit of a letdown in the early on. Uh, and, they were, uh, and it was in Baltimore. And, and, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, the other way around. <laughs> the Miami game, Baltimore was up and totally blew it. And then in the Bill game, the same thing. They were totally up at home. And the Miami game was at home as well. And then blew that one as well. The Bills, like I said, had a letdown to begin. So two bad losses late in the games on both of those. Then they had a nice win against Cincinnati, but that was not the best Cincinnati team. The first half of the year, it wasn't the same, and I'll get into that. Then they had a tough loss to the Giants, but then they went on a little streak. Lamar Jackson, the, the receiver, receiving core was kind of getting it together. They had new starting receivers. They've been really trying to add a passing element that beyond the tight end, Andrews, and they've been struggling to do that. And it looked like that was starting to come together, and they won a few in a row. They were 7-3. and three. Things are looking good, even though the teams they beat weren't that having that good of years. And then a one-point loss to Jacksonville. But then they won a couple more games against the mid-middle-of-the-road teams. Denver actually is having a bad year in Pittsburgh, not having a good year at that point. And then they lost a real bad one. But again, Lamar Jackson was out. Lamar Jackson has missed pretty much the second half of the year. Uh, you know, they won with Huntley against Denver and Pittsburgh, but then had a real bad game against uh, Cleveland. Uh, barely beat Atlanta. Lost a, a pretty tough one against uh, the Steelers. The good news was Dobbins was also out, and he had come back, and he was running pretty good. And then, of course, the last one against uh, the Bengals they didn't need. But I thought they fought hard. So a real kind of uh, crazy year. A lot of injuries for the Ravens early on. And if anything, what I can say about the Ravens is they remind me so much of Seattle. Harbaugh needs to update the personnel. He needs to, to euthanize. <laughs> and I mean with a Y-O-U-T-H. He needs to find the Utes. He needs to get more young, young you know, get this team younger. I mean, they're, they're older and they need, they had a, they're in a transition. Seattle sort of already made that transition. Uh, the Ravens are still in the middle of it. So in the beginning of the year, uh, they were missing, you know, a, a lot of guys. I, Peters was late getting back. He missed all last year. Marcus Peters, the cornerback, was kind of late coming in. Marcus Williams was supposed to a big free agent acquisition, and he had gotten hurt, hurt during early in the year. That was a problem. They had a young guy, Geno Stone, replacing him. Um, Chuck Clark was the one constant back there, and Humphrey. Humphrey came back this year from injury and passed, and Humphrey had a huge year. He's back in the Pro Bowl. Though, in all honesty, everything I've seen with him against Jamar Chase, he, he can't stop Chase. But then again, I'm not sure anyone can. One-on-one, -on -one, as good as Humphrey is, he's a Pro Bowl player again. He can't stop Chase. Anyways, uh, and at linebacker, Bowser was out, okay? Um, they had uh, a guy who started the year... Hines is his name. I forget. Um, was his name Hines? He started the year as the linebacker for uh, the middle linebacker. He's he's gone. He's not even on the team anymore. Uh, they had Harrison who plays some linebacker, but he, they weren't using him as much, and they've used him in the past. And uh, then they also had injury with um, Ajabu, uh, their rookie, uh, the rookie out of Michigan. That's right. Really fast edge guy. He was hurt early in the year. Okay. 
And then in the middle of the year, they made the acquisition of Roquan Smith, huge acquisition, big-time player from Georgia, and he really solidified the linebacking crew. And using Harrison as a backup, they got rid of the other linebacker, and Ojabu came back. So a lot of that Bowser came back, okay? Um, old man Justin Houston still coming off the edge. Uh, Adafe Uwe, how do you say his name? Uwe, um, he, he's back. I mean, he's, he's, he's more of an edge rusher than he is a good at the run, but he's in there. So they, they now have a lot of good linebackers, and they were struggling that early on. They have a rookie, Demarion Williams, who has been good as a slot guy. Kind of reminds people of Tavion Young, who they lost from last year. So that was another guy they were replacing, a veteran, another older guy, replacing with a young guy. Williams has had his share of troubles, but he's actually held up well in the slot. Not on the, he cannot go cornerback out wide. He has to be in the slot from what I've seen. And, and then they've had another rookie uh, from Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton's really come on late. And, and he's played some of the you know, extra DB packages. Um, some other guys, they picked up Daryl Worley off the, off the heap. And honestly, he, he had t- potential early in his career. He is not a guy you want starting. So Peters, hopefully he should be ready to go this week. As far as I can see, yeah, he's supposed to go, thank goodness, because you don't want Worley in there. And the other cornerback, Kevin Seymour, is more of a nickel guy. So they lost Kyle Fuller, another big acquisition. They lost him at the beginning of the year. Um, Brandon Stevens, they lost him during the year. And uh, he's been injured, banged up all year. He's a, a young guy who has talent. So you can see, there's a, I keep saying young guy. I mean, you've got your, a lot of old guys and a lot of young guys, but they're trying to make that transition, but the injuries aren't helping, okay? And here's a young guy, Matabuki, Justin Matabuki. Do I have that right? Defensive tackle, number three pick out of Texas A&M. He's strong. He's strong and he's fast. And I like him. You got Urban, Broderick Washington, some middle, you know, vets, but they're not that old in there. Calais Campbell, he's an old dude, but he's, he's still really strong. Here's a young guy, Travis Jones. And he's a rookie, if I'm right. Yep, from UConn. He got, he got in there when uh, their older guy, Michael Pierce, went out. So there's another injury, as you keep hearing the same theme. A lot of injuries coming into the year. They had to kind of get that straightened out. I thought that McDonald, and that I'm talking about their uh, defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. He was at Michigan last year, but he's totally grew up in the Ravens system, which is that psycho mixing pressure, mixing coverage stuff that started with Rex Ryan back in the day, and it continued with uh, um, Pagano, Chuck Pagano, and then uh, uh, Dean Pease, and then finally Wink Martindale, who did really good stuff there. McDonald reminds me more of Pease. He sort of tends to back into more coverage stuff and simple man-to-man or mixing coverage, uh, pattern matching, but not as much on the blitz front from what I could see early in the year. But then later in the year, the second half, they really picked that up. They picked up the aggression. And I think getting Roquan Smith and getting some of these guys back is part of that reason. And um, But again, you know, they need their corner. They need Marcus Peters to be healthy and playing strong. I don't think he's what he used to be. I don't know. He was injured all last year. I'm not sure yet, but, but they need him. They need Marcus Williams back there. They need those guys. Okay. Um, and then, and then they can do more of this. So, and they look like they're pretty good on that front right now. And even resting Peters last week and some of these guys, they still look pretty strong and they have a lot of edge rushers right now and they can mix and match up in the front. So I'm liking their defense right now. So that's something to talk about right there. It's played a lot better the second half of the year. 
Offensive line is a power line, man. It's for the power, power spread. Okay, Harbaugh is kind of like his brother, Jim Harbaugh, but I feel like he's a little more flexible, and I think he does want the pass spread. He had the pass spread with Joe Flacco. West Coast style, but whatever. It was a passing spread. Um, I feel like he's trying to get that back with Greg Roman, and he wants to mix it, but they cannot find the receivers. They traded a guy away this year. They were going to go with their two young guys, DuVernay, uh, Devin DuVernay, DuVernay, and uh, from Texas, and Rashad Bateman. Um, I forget where Bateman's from. Uh, the other guy's SMU. He's a Minnesota guy, right? But he, he, he's a big-time talent that just was late blooming. And, but he gets injured, and sure enough, he's out, as far as I know, the rest of the year, and DuVernay is out. And he had issues at Texas that sort of dro- dropped his draft rating. So those guys were – but even then, even when they were playing, they weren't you know, lighting the world on fire. They were doing okay. Uh, the third guy was supposed to be Proach, James Prochy, and he was from SMU, and he's a speedster, but he hasn't come around. He just hasn't done it. They went out and got Demarcus Robinson, who's more of a journeyman. He, he, he does, he's more of a possession receiver. They, now they went out and got Sammy Watkins, who's had a lot of struggles since he left Kansas City. He had a couple big catches or one big catch against the Bengals, or two, I guess. Um, I wouldn't say if you have to count on him, good luck, but they are right now. He's starting with Proach or Proach, uh, Prochy, however you say his name. And I mean, their backups right now are Benjamin Victor, the, the, the Ohio State guy that, that hasn't really done anything. Isabella, who's a number two draft pick a long time ago, but he's been on the practice squad. Um, it's not looking good at receiver, to say the least. Demarcus Robinson, whatever. So, of course, Mark Andrews is there. Their, their tight ends are pretty good. And they have these young guys, Likely and Josh Oliver. Likely's a rookie. Those guys are good. So their tight ends are good. But you can't just win with tight ends. This isn't college like Georgia. And even Georgia had really good receivers in the end of the day. So, so you know, it's been a real struggle even when Lamar Jackson was healthy. The problem with this is Lamar Jackson's not playing this game. They said he's out unless they lie. Unless the papers lie, I don't know. He's out, okay? So, and then Huntley, I think, will play, though. He's saying, they're saying he's questionable. Anthony Brown, the, the, another dual threat guy. They're all dual threats. But Brown was at Oregon and came here. He didn't look that bad, to be honest, last week. But again, I don't think, after the Bengals got the big lead, they weren't playing at their biggest energy. That's all I can say. They, they pulled it back up when they had too late. So I, I think in the playoff game in Cincinnati... Brown's going to get a lot more <laughs> than he got last week. But supposedly Huntley's going to play. I think he's going to play. But Huntley is no Lamar Jackson. And if you look at that first game that the Ravens won, it was a lot Lamar Jackson. And like I'm not saying anything we don't know. It's always a lot Lamar Jackson. Again, that offensive line, very strong in the power game. And they had to heal. Ronnie Stanley was coming back from injury. Um... Uh, I think that the center had a little bit of praise. A rookie center, Linderbaum. See that? We're trying to get these young guys from Iowa. He had a good year, but he had a little injury issues, but he was okay. Uh, they have um, a guard, Powers and Z- Z- Zeitler. These guys are, not to, no pun intended, power guys. And Moses and Stanley and his backup, Stanley. Actually, the backup to Stanley, if any of these guys, they have a good backup tackle on Makari. And he's more of a finesse. He's more better at the pass block. Stanley was good at pass block, but in that last game, Stanley and um, Moses were both getting burned off the ends by Hubbard and Hendrickson. And those are good rusher edge guys for the Bengals. But I'm I'm like, but power-wise, they're good to go. Dobbins, I think, is good to go. He's been injured and he's been banged up, but I think he's good to go. I think Gus Edwards might be hurt, but they're saying he's going too. 
they're going to have a chance for power. But if you're not worried about Jackson's legs, and yes, Huntley can run, but not like Jackson. So, and Huntley can get banged around. Uh, he's he's a he's a I don't know. He, they say he's six foot two hundred, but he looks small to me. I just think he can get banged around. What do they have Lamar listed as? Six two two thirty. Yeah, there you go. So Huntley can get banged around. That's a little bit of a concern if you run him too much. Um, then you bring Brown in. Um, I, I I think the Bengals. You know, they're not going to be worried because Lamar had a big arm. He can hit. He's a veteran. You got to be worried about the pass. I don't think you worry as much about the pass with Huntley. As it is, the Bengals were doing a lot of man-to-man against – and now without DuVernay and, 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 and Bateman, I think they're going to do more man-to-man. Uh, I, I, I don't know that that's really smart by the Bengals, but it, but it somewhat is. Being aggressive, they definitely are going to be. They, I think Anna Rumo is going to light it up. I mean, he's – Sort of plays it closer to the vest during the regular season. But this year, he was showing a lot of aggression already. So get ready. He's a defensive back coach originally. His background has more like Kevin Coyle, who's, who's all that old Bengal stuff from Zimmer and, and those guys. And it's a little – you can get some blitzing, but it's a little conservative on the background. Being a DB coach, Anarumo really likes to mix it up in the back, on the back end. But Betcher, James Betcher – who learned from Todd Bowles, and that is aggression. Whatever you think of Todd Bowles, his defenses are wild if you know anything about schemes and stuff and if you know how to watch it. And if you and Betcher will mix it up, and he's now our linebacker coach at the Bengals, and I, I saw this year in and out that I was checking them out on defense, and Arumo seemed to be mixing it up even more. So I'm really going to be interested to see what he does in the playoffs. He's going to bring it. So... This is really tough without Lamar Jackson, obviously. And without Lamar Jackson and without his original starting receivers who were new in the first place, young, speedy guys who we thought would be good but were doing okay. But now, you know, I mean, are we going to expect Sammy Watkins to have a career day or Isabella's going to come out of the blue? Um, you know, Demarcus Robinson's going to make a lot of – it could happen. I mean, they're going to fight. This is a – they are going to fight. One thing I noticed, Harbaugh – hasn't lost his team. They are fighting. I was wondering that because the Ravens are starting to get on that little area of like, are we about to fall apart? We're old. We're trying to transition to youth. Seattle was starting to fall off the map and Carroll flipped it just in time. Is, is, is this Harbaugh? But when I saw that game against the Bengals last week, I said, boy, they're fighting. And, and Harbaugh saying that, our team fights. And of course, you've got the kicker, Justin Tucker. I thought maybe he was slacking off a bit because he missed a couple of field goals at, and from the 40 yards area under 50. He, he missed one, I think. And I'm like, hmm. And then, you know, and he missed two 60 yards, 60 yard pluses. He's missed a couple from the 50 plus. But overall, dude, the guy's still amazing. And of course, on the other side, the Bengals kicker's amazing too. He's hit, he's missed, the Bengal guy missed a couple 40 yarders, but he, he hits the 50 plus. All the 50s, five for five at McPherson on 50 plus. But he also had um, snap problems in the beginning of the year. So anyway, so that's it. So, you know, in comes the Ravens in this state. They're going to fight. They're without a couple. They're, they're still banged up. They've seemed like just as they were getting healthy for the first time and winning some games, they were getting old. They got all banged up again. Um, their line is intact so they can do some power. But what about this passing game? The Bengals are just going to jam, you know, not going to be worried about the pass game. Their defense may hold them in the game, but let's get over to the Bengals. They're on fire now. 
I kind of want to go to the Bengals early loss in the beginning of the year, okay? The, I, I totally broke that game down. That stiller bengal game to start the year was probably the craziest game I've ever seen. Uh, it was insane. And for every reason, the Bengals should have won that game. And, you know, then in the end of the game, they lost because their snapper got hurt. I actually saw the, the, the kick coverage he was on. Um, on a punt, and he and he ripped his arm out of the side or ripped his bicep. I could see it right on the field. I was like, oh, man. The good news is he was old and going to retire soon. Clark Harris, the old Rutgers tight end, he played under Shiano a long time ago. He was a good tight end, but not good enough for the NFL, but turned into a great snapper for the Bengals for a long time. He was going to retire, so the Bengals went out and got a new snapper uh, in the draft, and he's good. He was, he, he was like snapper of the year in, at Pitt Panther, Panthers last year. So this rookie guy, uh, the rookie snapper for the Bengals, Ad- Adamidas, did I say his name? Adamidas? I don't know. But anyways, he's, um, he, I, in the begin- I looked at some highlights in the beginning of the year, some high snaps, blah, blah, blah. He seems fine now. I, I think he's good. And I think he's good to go. He, that's what they got him for. So thank God they got this guy because their snapper's gone. So anyway, but in that Pittsburgh game without a snapper, uh, it was a nightmare. And, and, and they couldn't make any field goal, couldn't make extra points, should have won that game. Uh, in saying that, there were some major issues with the Bengals early on that I could see in that game, especially on offense. Burrow was still struggling reading defenses. He's been doing this since he got there, okay? He's great at buddy ball, and he got his buddy Chase, and now his new buddy Higgins. That's what he had at LSU, his buddies. And I'm not making fun. He's great at buddy ball. And, and that's something to be said. That's what Dan Marino had. Dan Marino was buddy ball, man. And with Duper and Clayton. And there's nothing, that's fine. And it's actually smart. Like some guys don't take advantage of that. It's great that Burrow knows how to take advantage of that. It may sound easy. Just throw it to your buddy. Just this guy chases great. And it's not that simple. But anyway, but when it comes to progressions and then reading the defenses, however they're doing it, 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 he was slow. He's very slow. That's why a lot of sacks would happen. Um, his eyes are bad. Uh, he's looking in the wrong place a lot of times. I saw that in the first game. Okay, and I saw it in the the first game with the Ravens again, and I'm like, hmm, you know, but the one thing I saw in that very first game, and I've seen it all along is spread it out, let him go quick game, let him go buddy ball, let him go quick game. He is a gritty facilitator with legs, and I'm telling you this as Burrow's best spread it out. That's what Brady did, Joe Brady at uh, LSU, let him spread him out and let him hit his guys. And he's get in the second half of the year, the stuff I was watching, he's getting better with his eyes finally. The stats don't tell the story. They lie. Stats lie. You guys don't know this. Stats lie. They do. Believe me. And they're good to use. But do understand, they do not always tell the truth. <laughs> stats don't always tell the truth. And, and, and so Burrow's stats looked about the same as last year. They're really great. Whatever. They're not better than, believe me, he's a better quarterback right now. Okay, he's absolute in my mind. We'll see how he does in the playoffs. But he's he's also got I mean, this dude's a leader. I mean, we know this by now. So I would assume in the playoffs, he's going to continue doing great. Um, He's still doing his buddy ball. He's scrambling like a maniac, like he always does. Um, He's staying healthy, which is hard to do (laughs) with all that scrambling. But he's doing it. Let's see if he continues to. His line improved as the year went on. They made some changes. It took time. And then it started to improve. And that's when they went on this big winning streak. What, they've won like eight in a row now. But when I look back at that schedule, they should have beat Pittsburgh. That was at home. They never lost another home game. So they really shouldn't have lost a home game this year. They lost a tough one to Dallas. Well, Dallas ended up being a good team. Now, they were 0-2, okay? They won a couple of the average teams. Then they lost to Baltimore. 
Then they won a couple more against average teams, and they lost to Cleveland. They got killed by Cleveland. Then they beat Carolina. They stood at five and four, and to me, they were a 500 team at that point, okay? Um, they still hadn't really gotten it together. Remember, Anna Rumo's making some adjustments too on defense with Betcher there, I guarantee you. So there was adjustments going on. And Zach Taylor is not just a... He's a McVeigh guy all the way, and sometimes it looks exactly like McVeigh. A lot of, I call it Gilman Plus, okay? Um, it, because it's got all that vertical passing with the intermediate with the short pass game, okay? All the West Coast stuff all over the place. He spreads it out, but he, I call it plus because sometimes it's air raid. Sometimes there's option rights, routes. There's a lot of motion. Gilman started that whole idea. Well, actually, Shaughnessy started the motion stuff long ago. But anyway, but Gilman mixed, I mean, um, the way McVeigh does it, it's really cool. Different personnel packages, kind of like his buddy Shanahan. Does a lot of stuff. Different sets. Okay, so a pro PS Gilman plus, okay? I'm thinking, and I thought Zach Taylor was going to head this way because of his background, because of Chip Kelly and some other things in his background. Plus, he has guys on his staff Justin Hill, running back coach, has an air raid background. I'm not saying these guys are all telling him what to do on the scheme, but they're in there. Um, Justin Hill has an air raid. Uh, Troy Walters with, with Chad Scott with his power spread from Chip Kelly, which, of course, Zach Taylor knows Chip Kelly. James Casey goes back to some power spread of Tom Herman. Okay, There's a lot of stuff going on. Brian Callahan's got a lot of, you know, his dad was a great at the West Coast spread. Okay, West Coast offense spread. There's a lot going on. And when you spread it out and just go quick game with Burrow, I'm telling you that's when Burrow's at his best. And go no huddle. Go no huddle, and they'll do that. I saw a lot more hurry up early in the year. They've kind of gotten away from it, I think, a little bit. But let's see what happens in the, in the playoffs. So both Anna Rumo and Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan, all these guys, get ready. I think you're going to see some stuff in the playoffs. And if, if it works <laughs> and the Bengals stay healthy enough and Burrow's got to play, He's got to play. I don't like uh, Brandon Allen as the backup. He's okay. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl with Brandon Allen. So Burrow in there, they could win this thing. They could, they could actually get back and finish the deal. And if it's not this year, it could be next year, next two years, whatever. Um, and, and what I like about Burrow later in the year, too, is his tweaks. There was tweaking going on with him and with the offense and progress, his progressions, okay? He's getting more confident. Confident. Yes, Acting cocky and wearing a nice hat and a sharp suit when you come in and say, look at me, man, I'm a pimp, you know? Okay, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to be whatever. I don't know what his deal is. He has fun with that. The fans seem to like it. It's all good, man. It's all good. I'm just saying, I don't give two shits about that on the football field, okay? What I'm seeing now is more confidence, not off the field, not with his player. He was always a great leader and he's a great guy, but he loves him. On the field, confidence. His eyes, they know where they're going now. Like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure he's that, not that level, but towards that level of I look pre-read, before the snap, pre-snap, I know where to go. I know what to do. It's, it's coming. It's more and more. I'll tell you what. I watched Burrow when he played spring ball for Ohio State out of high school. I watched his high school tapes. I watched him at spring ball. I cannot believe how good this guy became. I really can't. I'm never going to say he was, he was never bad. I actually thought he was pretty good. Um, he'd be a real good backup at Ohio State, maybe a one-year starter. And that's what I was thinking. Shocked at what happened at LSU. Thought it was all what they were doing at LSU. But and he did have great line, great receivers. But I looked, the guy improved. He definitely did. Comes to the Bengals. Again, not a great line, but definitely great receivers and a really good coaching staff and all this. 
But again, he improved. And again this year, he's improved. He keeps improving. So let's see where he goes, how far he goes. I don't know. I don't know. He is not Tom Brady. Don't fool yourself. He is not. But, you know, Brady was the same way. Brady kept improving and became Tom Brady. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, um, so, so that's kind of like, but, but the rest of the year, the one thing about the Bengals, look at the teams when they went on the roll, okay? Steelers, not having a good year at that point. Tennessee, about to totally fall apart. Um, Cleveland, I'm skipping one team, and I'll tell you in a minute. Cleveland, okay, not good. Tampa Bay, bad year. New England, not a good year. I don't like these wins, you know? It's, it's not a hard schedule. There's one team, one team in the middle of all that. Week 13, Kansas City. Kansas City. They did it again. They beat them again. And no, Kansas City wasn't at their best all year. They were up and down a little bit, but they ended up, what, losing three games. <laughs> it's, it's a great team still. There was no doubt that that was a big win. They were at home, but they're at home today. And they're at home next week if they win. Oh, wait, are they? Oh, no, they're not. No, they'd have to go to the Bills, I think, if I'm correct. Okay, whatever. We'll worry about that next week anyway. But they're at home anyway for now. So... Um, they did win that big game. Not, a, not the toughest schedule. I wouldn't go by all the games they won at the end and say, oh, that's why they're going to win this game. When I look at this game, and, 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 oh, and, and I, I forgot something huge, their offensive line, which really came along they, later in the year. Have a rookie guard. And funny, if they had a rookie guy before, Jackson Carmen, who was supposed to be a big-time draft pick, and he has not worked out, but he's a backup and then the guy that is playing, Cordell Volson from North Dakota State, what? But actually, he's done pretty well. He's played pretty well at, at left guard. Um, Jonah Williams is their best lineman, left tackle. Center, Ted Karras, picked him up. He's done well. Kappa was a real good right guard, uh, picked him up. And he had his troubles off and on the right tackle, uh, Leroy Collins. He's not what he used to be, but he's still good. He's decent. He's okay. And they all started to really come together at the end of the year. It was great. Boom, out goes Leroy Collins. Second to last game, he's out. I will, now, they have a good backup in Adenije, and don't laugh. I think Adenije keeps improving. He has a lot of talent. Okay, he's got a ways to go, but I, I watched him in that last game. He, he was going up. I know the game didn't mean anything to the Ravens, but their edge rushers were all playing, and, they're, and they are tough. And, they, and Adenije held his own. I'm telling him from what I saw. I didn't see every play, but when I saw... I feel pretty good about him. Leroy Collins wasn't a Pro Bowl guy over there anyway. I feel pretty good about Adenje. Then out goes Kappa in that game. Now Kappa's out. That's not good. That's not good. Um, Sharping is a, a young guy. right? He's going to play right guard. And yes, I know, the guy who was supposed to be good, Carmen, is not playing. So he's not the one. And Sharping has passed him up. So that's disappointing. But Sharping's a round two guy, second round draft pick. Um by the Texans, but he's never really panned out at the Texans. Um, you know, uh, has some different stuff go on. I don't want to get into that. Uh, here he is, okay? Um, I only saw him a little bit in that last game. Um, he was okay in a little bit, but the game was over. I mean, they had the game in, in, in hand. Um, 6'6", 325. Let's see what happens. You know, let's see what happens. This is definitely, now you've got two guys who are, are being replaced in that line. Let's see. Are we going to go back to those problems again? But the confidence is all there. I'll tell you that. I think the receivers, they've been banged up all year too. That was some of the issues. Higgins and Chase were both banged up during the year. Boyd got a little ding last week, but they're all supposed to play. 
They need those receivers. I do like Trent, Trenton Irwin as a replacement. He's actually done really well. Uh, I'm enjoying that. Um, of course, Hayden Hurst has been a big acquisition at tight end. Wilcox is pretty good as a second tight end. You know, Mixon really is great out of the backfield. Perrine's pretty good, too, as running backs. So it's all there if that line holds up. And even if it doesn't all the way with these injuries, they did it last year, and the Denny G was starting. Okay? The big one is Sharping. Will Sharping hold his own? I think he'll be good on the run game, but what about the pass game? Again, quick game, spread it out, or some tricks by Zach Taylor uh, and Callahan that, you know, that can cover, that can cover a lot. Let's see what happens. Of course, Burrow is, a, a, I think he could really have a little bit of a coming out party. He didn't play that great in last year's playoffs, no matter what anybody says. He was a great leader, but they won a lot defense and other things. So, and you need Mixon to get rolling. We had a real nice run last week. They need him rolling. And then Burrow, I think, is going to have a, a really play better this playoffs. So, that could make up for the line thing. But it's, been, it's a real shame. If they had all their linemen right now, oh, man, I, I would actually be favoring them to the Super Bowl. Okay. And on defense, like I said, a lot of mixing, and it's going to get more. They, they did more mixing in the second half than they did in the first half of the year, and now in the playoffs. I can't wait to see what Andrew Rumo does. He's a DB guy, but with Betcher at his side, believe me, they're going to mix. You got your edge rushers, Hubbard and Hendrickson. Um, DJ Reader missed time. He's back in the middle for the run game. Um, they got some other linemen. Oh, B.J. Hills had a good year. Can't you know he's so that he's good up there. And of course, the two linebackers, Pratt and Wilson, they get knocked around in the run game. Some that's an issue there. But you can bring up. You got to bring up those safeties, uh, Bates and Von Bell, to help that out. But in the pass game, they're fast. They get around. They do damage. Um, Gaither comes in at linebacker. He does damage. Um, they've been playing Von Bell and 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 like I said, Bates at safeties, and they've been great together. Daxton Hill, a, a rookie man from Michigan. I love this guy. And he's playing like nickel a lot, uh, or six DBs. Uh, the other, the real nickel is Mike Hilton. A lot of DBs. Here's the issue. Here, Eli Apple's the one cornerback. We've got that down. Cam Taylor Britt is the other. You might ask what happened to Awuzie. Uh, yeah, he's out for the year. Another injury. NFL, right? That's a problem. And Britt was getting burned all over the place last week. <laughs> so he is a Nebraska guy. Um, he was a decent recruit, um, as far as I remember, but he was more of a, he was a, a quarterback, uh, so a, a dual threat quarterback. So they moved him over to cornerback. He's, he's, a, he's speedy, you know, and he, he's, uh, he's about five, he's almost 5'11", I'm close to 200. I'm, I'm stretching it. He's not that big. Um, he just needs experience. He could be a good one. He's a second round draft pick, but that, that is a big, that's an issue right there. Everything else. So again, if a woozy's healthy and their O-line is healthy, this is the team to beat, man. Those two things could, could really hurt. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Now, against the, the lack of a passing game with the Ravens, they'll be okay, I think. Okay? When we get to the Bills, we might have problems. And it could be the Bills' year. I have a weird feeling. It's going to end up being the Bills' year after all. But back to this game. So... What do I have here? Like I said, the Ravens, with all their injuries this year, look relatively healthy coming in. Yeah, the guys that are out have been out. Okay, Peters should be back in. Their, their, DB, their defense looks really solid, solid coming in. 
as far as injuries. Yeah, their receivers are out, but they've been out and they've been used to these guys. Proach and, and Robinson, they, they're not that great. I, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, if a Lamar Jackson was playing, man, this might be a, a really good game. It's going to be tough for them, for the Ravens. Even that one game they won, it was Jackson at the end. It was his running, man. He, he didn't have much room, and he found it. He's amazing. And, and, of course, the power spread stuff. But, again, Harbaugh hasn't really progressed this PS Pro style, you know? I don't even know if I want to call it PS Pro. I was calling it that, but I might shift it back to Pro PS because I, or I, I might even just call it Power PS or Power Pro PS. I don't even know what to say. It's just he doesn't do enough of the spread part. Uh, and, and that's just it. And then you can say, well, they don't have the receivers and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. But he's trying. I, I, I think he's actually trying. I, I don't know that he, ha- he has the wherewithal. I, I, I don't think he's doing like his brother at Michigan going, we are just about the power. I, he is all for the spread if he can get it working. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, he's doing his best. I think he could use some different coordinators and, and, and offensive coaches. I really think it's time to move on with that. Even if he used Greg Roman in an assistant coach, like as an overseer, but then bring a new, a fresh mind in, you know, what to do with Lamar and do some more things, you know, and, and, and again, really got to look at the receiving guys. I, Duvernay and, and, and Bateman look potentially good, but they're out and, and you got to fix that, right? So it is what it is. So are they going to be able to pound the rock, hold the ball, keep Burrow off the field? Whew, maybe, but that's their strength, but the, but the Bengals aren't going to let them do that, I don't think. And they're going to play aggressive. And they may get burned a little bit by who's ever quarterbacking, but who cares? They're not going to stop. Maybe Watkins catches one big pass again. Who cares? You know, give up a couple. Who cares? They're going to stop that run because they know, get that ball to Burrow. Now, I would like to see the Bengals go up-tempo and really let Burrow go spread, man, and and play a pat, and then use Mixon as a surprise runs, you know? Um, but we'll see. I don't think we'll see all that. We'll, we'll just see how it progresses. But whatever they do this game, you know, I, yeah, as you can see, I'm picking the Bengals. Is it as easy as the Bills game against the Dolphins? No. Is it as hard to pick the Seattle game and the Jacksonville? No. No. And, and no, I never really thought Seattle was going to beat San Fran, even if it was close. I really thought they could make it close. Um, I thought Jacksonville could really win. Um, I didn't really think Dolphins could make it close. And I'm not, I think the Ravens could play pretty close, but I don't know. I don't know. This, like I said, just like the Dolphins and the Bills, you had two strong games during the year. I don't think this is going to be one of them. It's the same here, you know, and, and, and I don't – just their fighting attitude is great, but the, the, but the Bengals are on a high too, and they're going to be at home. Unless the Bengals get a big lead like last week, and let it and let down again, but I don't even see that. I, I don't know. I, if anything, I see the Ravens fighting hard in the beginning, and then and the game staying relatively close for a while, but the Bengals pulling away later. It's kind of what I see. And so that is a wrap. Here from the Power Spread Studios, this is Drew Paglieri. Until next time.